You are now in tune to a 726 studio production. <laughs> yeah, let me stop my shit. Yo, what's up and welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. But before I get into things with my guest today, I want to play something for you guys. Get your mood right. I got two twin baddies that I do like. I bought biddies to the club, have a full fight. Brought her back to the crib, what's your room like? Snatch your room like. Get your mood right. Told her, baby, I ain't a thug, but I move like. All this water on me, baby, what I drew like. Got a weaves in a bag, get a new life. Get a new life. She like mansions, she like all designer shoes and the fashion. She be staring at my jewels, cause they dancing. Okay, so the song you just heard was Mood Right, and it comes from my guest who goes by the name of Scully O. Scully. He's an upcoming rapper straight out of St. Kitts and Nevis. If you don't know where that is, that is in the Caribbean. So yeah, welcome aboard, bro. Thank you for having me. So I go by Scully O. Scully. I'm from St. Kitts. It's in the Caribbean, Leeward Islands. A really small population, probably about 50,000 people, so can fit in Taiwan probably a million times. But um, yeah, thanks for having me. For sure. So tell us more about yourself. We know by now you're from St. Kitts, but tell us more mm-hmm. about your background, your upbringing, whatever you want to share with us. So um, well, I'm more from the central side of St. Kitts, so I guess more so from the capital. Um, you know, I, I play sports, basketball, most of the people I think from back home usually try to pick up a sport in my community and stuff. So basketball is a pretty good outlet for me, apart from, I would say, music. I moved to Taiwan after completing my second, uh, my two-year degree for associates. And so I'm just in Taiwan trying to get my bachelor's for business now. So yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so you said you're into basketball and music. And well, basketball, for you guys that don't know, that is where I know him from via our department team here at school. And I don't really want to get into much of that yet. So (laughs) we'll get into the music side of it for now. So first of all, what is your favorite type of music to listen to? To listen to? Uh, For sure. I think more mainstream hip hop is right up there for me, but I think right below that, I like rock and roll. I like the heavy stuff, but the smooth stuff is really nice too. Bruh, I, I like did. a little bit of rock here every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. I don't think, but country no. Don't don't even play country around me. Like no, country. Come on now, to, bro. Don't don't say that. I'm a I'm a I'm an Indian guy and back in Belize. A lot of the Indian guys, they love their country music. So I, I felt they that love country music. I felt that on their behalf. I'm not a country guy, but I felt it on their behalf. <laughs> Uh, there goes the Belizean listeners right there. <laughs> no, there goes the Indian Belizean listeners. Fair, fair. All right. So because of that, you got into music. And mm. why did you really get into music? Well, I think I think my reason for first starting is definitely different from the reason I, I continue to make music. I think first it kind of just starts out as an outlet, you know. Um, I guess the community that I grew up in, it was not really safe. And so basketball wasn't really always an option sometimes it's not safe maybe the people in the area and stuff so just home bored playing video games and just started writing I guess about the experience of growing up where I grew up 
and that, I guess that's how it started out. But after, I guess, you know, you start seeing a little bit of returns from investing so much. I started to realize that I could maybe, if I keep taking it seriously and focusing, I could actually provide for my family doing this. And so that became a big reason for why I continued. But I think recently my motive has changed because I was talking to one of my friends and <laughs> I don't know if he's serious or not, but he told me I released a song called Vent to Me. And he was like, you know, this song speaks to me a lot and I'm going through a lot of stuff and it motivates me and inspires me so much to just keep going. And I, I didn't realize how much power there was in the tongue. And so I definitely really want to keep making music so I could kind of connect and touch with people. I think that's a big um, important reason for me now. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. You know, like you make music with substance rather than just like just making noise in a sense. If yeah. You want to put it like that. So yeah. um, did you have any specific inspiration? Like besides, you know, the growing up and that kind of stuff, like anyone that you looked at and be like, yeah, that guy or that girl, whoever it is, inspired me to want to get into music. Ah, uh, for sure. I would say Chief Keef. Chief Keef and for sure XXXTentacion. I think, I mean, I kind of try to do my own little style or a version of it, but I think the sound and the beats that I, I naturally just gravitate to is more like, yeah, that, that kind of sound. Okay. Just flow and cadence, yeah. Um, Not to rain on your parade, but one of your inspirations, I, I don't think I've listened to any Chief Keef songs. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, yeah. But for sure the X part, with the yeah with something with substance that people can relate to i can see the connection yeah. to like what you're going for these days and mm -hmm. well so music you listen to a lot of you said mainstream hip-hop rock and roll and you yourself basically do like something of that sort in terms of the hip-hop side of it um right why is it not that of the caribbean route you know like going to such things such as dance hall soca that kind of vibe i think that's a really good question. I try to do some dance hall sometimes, but I think, well, I have the perception that when I hear a lot of artists from back home, they try to stick to such like a local or regional sound. And I always wanted to kind of be a part of something more international. And so I know, I know people know we listen to a lot of dance hall, even here in Taiwan and stuff. So it's international, but I wanted this sound to not be so I guess small of a market. I wanted to be able to branch off and then I could kind of close it in when I have like a, a, a more, I guess, a niche fan base. Makes sense. Because like, you know, in general, I think when people hear like Caribbean music, more often than not, they don't understand what the hell they're saying because yeah. of the Creole or whatever it is that they speak, the Patois, whatever. I don't really know. Right. But yeah, and they don't understand certain terms. But us in the Caribbean, we can understand the different countries, but outsiders mm -hmm. that come from maybe spanish speaking english speaking whatever it may be they're like right. what is that guy saying <laughs> right so um so did you really listen to that growing up like i mean you you hear it around everywhere you go mm. but did you just willingly go and have it on your playlist like this is something i listen to definitely not as often as hip-hop but at the same time, I really like the cadence and the way like we pronounce things as well. Like sometimes you find a really nice beat and it just sounds you connect with it more because it's what you hear when you're talking to other people from the Caribbean. Right. So it's, it just sounds good. I don't know how to explain it, but you feel it. You feel a connection to the music more immediately when people talk like how you talk. Yeah, that's true. 
Like, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. the same with you. I don't necessarily listen to that much Caribbean mm-hmm. music or music with that local vibe, if you want to consider it that. It's more of, right. I'm a more of an R&B, hip-hop kind of guy. So I get where you're coming mm-hmm. from. But like you said, it's always nice to have those songs to listen to. And I think especially yeah. being abroad, when you hear it, it, it kind of gives you a homey feel, if you want to put yeah. it like that. Because sometimes you go out to different places here and you start hearing Caribbean music. I mean, of course, because there are Caribbean DJs or whatever here in Taiwan. So, yeah, of course, they're going to play the music, but it's still like, oh, shit, though I didn't listen to it back home, it's still like, it's nice to hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, enough about other people's music. Let's talk about yours. <laughs> sure, let's go for it. So, you have an upcoming project. I mean, well, when this episode is out, it's already going to be out. But before we get into that, let's talk about the previous two. Because you tend to release, like, singles and stuff, but you had the Scully Obit. God, I'm, I'm slaughtering the name right now. Scully <laughs> beat God or something, or beat God. Or, I don't even know. Yeah, it's beat God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about those. I was mostly releasing singles because I feel like it's easier and it's less effort for me to just kind of get a track there and I could run ads more easily on it if it's just something I could do one by one. But uh, a producer, and shout out to the producer, Dre Rob the Beat God, uh, he reached up to me from North Carolina and he was like, you know, I like your song and I really feel like we could work together. And so we released um, a song called Get It and it didn't really do too well, but I guess he was kind of liking the song still. And so he sent me another beat and then we made the song. Yeah. And I think right around that time is when I got on like Apple and Spotify and stuff. So the numbers really went up there. I think like maybe the first week he had a thousand streams, which is like, something really big for me that doesn't really happen very often so we did that and he's like man we got to make a tape out of this like this is a song that people will gravitate to and so we made the first one and did pretty well and then we did the second one and it did pretty well so yeah shout out to Jerrod man he taught me a lot he taught me a lot about marketing and the importance of that so for sure so for the people that haven't checked out these projects before what would you consider the style to be like if they are thinking about listening to them, what should they expect? <laughs> I would say trap, mostly just trap. Um, I think because like most of the songs I produced before that are just kind of maybe like love songs here and there, or maybe just like vibish songs. So I think it was kind of fitting to kind of branch out and have that extra genre that I could show. And you kind of flex a little bit and show that you could, yeah, yeah I'd make this, but I could do this as well. So you know, he really encouraged me to, I guess, expand a little bit more on what I produce. Yeah, I see. Um, are you someone that likes to have, since you're mostly like rapping and like you said, mm-hmm. trap in a sense, do you like to infuse singing into your music or is it something you're not too crazy about at the moment? Okay, for sure. Before then, I found it really hard because, I mean, the equipment I had and the knowledge I had in mixing was really something that I had to get around to like knowing about, but now I find a lot more importance in having cadence and just like an overall general song vibe of a song. So hooks and chorus, I pay a lot of attention to it. And I really try to focus that no more so on the, the tape that I have coming up on Eastside Baby. So there's a lot more R&B, a lot of songs that you could just keep repeating, repeating, repeating. So yeah, it's something I focus on a lot more now. 
Oh, we see someone said R and B. Yeah, now, now we talking. Now we now we I got, I got a little, little R and B on there for you. <laughs> All right, since you dropped the name already, Eastside Baby, let's talk about that. And before mm-hmm. we actually get into the project itself, why the name Eastside Baby? Well, I'm actually not from the East Side, contrary to popular belief. Um, I'm more from, I guess, the central part of uh, Saint Kitts, but. You know, I think most of my experiences, I spend a lot of time in the East. You know, my friends are from there. I play basketball there. My school is there. And so it's just where I find a lot of positive and negative experience. I really feel like those are where my understanding is from. You know, I guess it's just the name that I feel more connected to. Okay, so there's a connection back home. It's something that vibe back home in a sense but with your hip-hop R&B twist to it, if you want to say it like right. that. Right. So it's just, the the tape more so is about, I guess, just the experiences I would have had and as well as I, the things that I saw, I think I kind of tried to generalize the experience of what you would feel like growing up in my area, you know? So the, the heartbreak, the loves, the relationship, the gun violence, you know, the things that you would see, the, the good experiences as well, like making friends and that kind of stuff, it's it's all in there. So you could really get to know me a lot more through my music. Sounds about right. Like it's a, out, like you said, it's an outlet for you. So right, it's right. only right. Um, On this project, are there gonna be any features? No, there is not, there's no features on this one. Um, I really wanted to, but I think, because of the the message and the feeling that I had behind this one, I think it was more important to let everyone know about me and not really try to focus on, you know, making a banger. So, well, there, there should still be good songs. It's just more my experience. So maybe for the next day, but this one doesn't have any features as yet. Makes sense. I mean, no one can tell your story like you can tell it. So, right. So the man, you heard it here first, guys. The man is going to make a Forest Hills drive, no features and go platinum. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm speaking it into existence, you know? I love it. I love it. So um, you mentioned the part about being in Taiwan and mm. being here with your music. But wait, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Before I get into that, um, how long have you been working on Eastside Bay? How long has this project taken you to get done? Well, I think I had the concept for it maybe a year ago. So I actually really recent until I started music, I had the idea. I made this song called, uh, it was a Drake beat. It was called Ambition. And I think it was just like a, a love song. And I was like, wow, I really like the feeling of like making more R&B type of sounds. And then I was like, hey, I could really just talk about like, you know, how it was. And so I guess since I had that song a year ago, I've just been every time I have a tape coming up or some project that I'm working on, if I work on 10 songs, I take maybe one song and I put it on the, the tape, take one song, put it on the tape. And eventually I just had something that like was finished. So put it all together and I guess it's here now. Locked and loaded. And well, like I said, we're talking before it comes out, but the episode is going to be when it's already out. So where can the people Wait. find this tape? You will be able to find it on all major streaming platforms. So if you have Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Tidal, I'm on everything. So KKBox, everything, it's all there. You can find it anywhere. Mine is all about like the bad girl limb. You can find it anywhere. <laughs> find them anywhere. <laughs> all right. So um, like I was already jumping earlier, um, moving on to the Taiwan scene. Why did you end up in Taiwan? 
That's a really good question. Um, first, I think, you know, usually the plan, I think for most people around me is, you know, you finish your two-year degree back home and get your associates and then you either start working or you go to the, the States to start, you know, um, your degree. But, you know, opportunity opened up for me to study in more like an Eastern country. And I decided I should take it because, you know, your trips are mostly regional or you go to the US, maybe you go to Europe, but I've never been to the East or even far as that, I've never been to an Asian country before. So I didn't really understand the culture. And I think it was really important to kind of get an understanding of it just to expand what I already know. And while you have been here, what has that experience been like so far? Feel free to drop good, bad, get into it get into it wow um i think definitely being in taiwan has elevated i think just everything regarding music so knowing about marketing production mixing vocalizing everything i think since the first day i got here i met some friends and you know they really invited me in they 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 called me to their their studio and we made a bunch of different songs together and there, it, you know, it made me feel like a part of a team and I didn't really have that experience, I would say, back home. You know, I just kind of have my own idea. Maybe I have some other friends making music, but we really came together and we made a really close knit group. And you could find us on Northside Block or you can go to Red Dot Studios. They're on Instagram. And yeah, so I guess we have a little community now. And I guess because of that, I, I find it kind of fascinating. We don't really have that experience back home, but I feel like in Taiwan, you know, the underground scene, they really stick together. And even you can see it even when you go to shows, like when I'm when I'm performing, like the guys get up on stage and they dance with me and they, they get hyped with me and they're in the crowd and they're really enjoying the experience of just music. And it's something I really cherish because it's it's nice when you have support, but when you have people that genuinely like really enjoy doing what they're doing, it's so infectious to be our own. And I think Taiwan has definitely showed me that. So... Yeah, it's, it's been it's been mostly positive. I honestly can't say I've had a, a lot of or any at all. Maybe I would say I won't have many negative experiences. OK, so you jumped the gun on my my future question, which is about working <laughs> with Taiwanese. But yeah, um, in any of these songs, have you rapped in Chinese? Not on the tape, but we do have some songs coming up and i I, you know, I put a little bit of line in chinese here a little uh, you know, Indian, a, a little something yeah, a little Indian chinese you know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, i put a little shit. bit of chinese in there i try to um apart from you know because i really want they made me feel a part of just the taiwanese experience of making hip-hop music and i, I want people to, as well when they listen to my music like I get it. Like, I understand. I really want to be a part of this group and I want you to feel connected to. I should have gotten to this way earlier, but I'm very unorganized mm. today. I don't know why. But why Scully O Scully? Where did the name come from? Are you a Grim Reaper or something? Something like that? <laughs> uh, it, it, to me, it means mind over matter. And so I tried to use that analogy with using the head over the head. So it's more so the problems on your head. You know, you should think about it first and try to try to master your own thoughts, because I, I find just even in music, a lot of people have a lot of self-limiting beliefs and it it stops us from, I guess, elevating to the, the potential that we really could be at. So, you know, really connecting and mastering your thoughts is really important for me. So I tried to use that analogy when I was creating the name, but it took a while I had. I had the, the the bad names as well. You know, I used to go by uh, what Big, Big Z. I don't know what that was even supposed to mean. I was probably 14 at the time. 
And then there was acid, you know, like making fire bars, just oh, melting. Shit. The I, had, I had the bad <laughs> names too. <laughs> I had the bad names too, but yeah, decided on Scully or Scully. It meant a lot more. So since we mentioned Big Z, what was the song that he dropped? What was that about? <laughs> I, I think I think that song had Cat in the Hat rhymes, to be honest. It was just, I deleted that one immediately. I don't think, it, I don't think anyone can find it anywhere. <laughs> it's not on our platforms. Damn, bro. I think that, that's one we really want to hear, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, it's not a good one. So, but yeah. Got us missing out on the, on the classics right there. Because like, later on, we could always go back and be like, you know, this was really a banger. We just didn't appreciate it enough back then. We should have stopped him right then and there before he got up. Yo, I mean, to be honest, I see it a lot of times with people that get into music. And more often than not, unless you are like just really a really gifted singer in mm-hmm. some people's cases, um, more often than not, they start off with shit songs, if we want to put it yeah. nicely. Yeah. Whether it's like overloaded with auto-tune sounding like T-Pain's dad, because not even T-Pain is that heavy in it. Um, Or the lyrics are just straight up shit. And then you see the transition at the end. It's like, what? You got to keep at it. And it's crazy though because I look at it sometimes as like, I see people hyping up their friends when their music is straight up ass. oh man (laughs) and and like to me it's a it's a tough situation because at the same time you want to support them and like i said you can start off bad and then you end up into this pretty good artist but at the same Mm -hmm. time it's like damn you gotta be honest with them don't be yeah i mean i i always say i prefer my friends to embarrass me in private than let me post a song on the internet and embarrass me to the whole world so i definitely have my select few of friends that they would hear a song maybe it's like wait why would you say this this is this is trash bro just keep it <laughs> really simple so i really do appreciate it though because i prefer to have that and be able to like work off of that like okay why well, you don't like it and then use that criticism to actually make a good song rather than you know just being lied to it doesn't really help i prefer the truth i suppose so in general how have you always received criticism in regards to your music because like you know I think in general, people don't like criticism. And especially when you come from our communities, societies, whatever you want to call it, um, more often right. than not, we perceive it as they are hating when they yeah. are. And like, how do you, how does it come off to you? I think it's hard because when you're making, I think, any type of art, it's personal to you. And so when people give you criticism, you feel like it's an attack of you. But I think it's more easy. You have to try to separate yourself and really see why the reason is. So I think, no, I think because maybe I have an understanding of how to make a good song. When I hear criticism, I just say, okay, well, it's just for the song and maybe I could improve on that. But I think you have to be kind of secure in your abilities and what you're really able to do. I think, you know, for a fresh artist, maybe just starting out, it might be really hard to hear that because it's like, you know, you're just trying something, you're just trying an attempt. And then if you, if you feel like people would really be trying to get you down, so you have to be a little bit more confident in your abilities, I suppose. Yeah, and like I mean, I think another thing is the way people tell you. And that's something for those of you that have friends that are aspiring to do something like, you know, more often than not, you have their best interest in mind. But the way yeah. you put out that message is like, is like just really just cuts them straight off. 
right away. It feels like, damn, my own friends don't yeah. support me, but your intentions aren't that. It's just the way you put out your message. Right, right, right. I mean, I think I think as, as well, it's important to, you have to see what your friends respond to. And, you know, if you have a hot-headed friend, you know, you might not be able to come across him to like that, but you have to kind of find your way to get the message across. But I think more so, rather than just saying you don't like a song, I think more people would value if you could say why, you know, those no, don't tell me you don't like what you don't like the hook. You don't like you don't like the rhyming pattern. You don't like the flow. I think that will be a lot more helpful than just saying, like, I don't like it. You know, you can't really I can't really work with that. I don't know what to do after that. So, yeah, you have to kind of fine tune it a little bit. Yeah. Be straightforward with your critiques, like right, get to the right. point. What is it? Because if I just tell you, oh, I hate I, I really don't like that song. Be like, damn, is the whole song that bad? Because I'm sure <laughs> there might, even if the song is bad, there might be something out of it that is good. So right, like, if, right. if if it's majority bad and something good, be like, oh, that song is bad. But I like the way how you did this. Or or if, if there's right. something you don't like, I didn't like that flow, that rhyme scheme, whatever the hell you want to talk about. But mm. And not a question, but I'm just telling you people, I think you guys should be more like Mr. Scully over here. To be honest, um, <laughs> since I've known him, he's been someone that takes criticism fairly well. I think I'm speaking based on the basketball side of it. And mm. he's open to it. And I think that's probably the same with his music. Like, I think we should all be open to criticism because at the end of the day, those are things that we end up having have to work on and it helps us improve ourselves. So like, you know, Always be open to criticism, but at the same time, don't be open to people just bashing you and bringing you down either. Because there's a right. there's a fine line between the two. Yeah, that's a good point. So now that we're here at we went we started off at Big Z, and now we're at <laughs> East Side Baby coming up. Well, out now. What has the growth been like that you have seen in yourself? Something you've seen change through the years? Mm, that's a really good question. I think, um, I guess just, yeah, definitely more open to criticism, but also a lot more confidence. And I think the position that I'm in now, I think I have a lot of freedom to kind of just expand because I don't really have that. I have a good fan base and I really do appreciate everyone there, but uh, I don't think any, I don't feel forced into making a specific set of music. And so because of that, I always try to, you know, maybe drop a rock song here, do a little dance hall here, maybe a R&B song here. And I, I, I've, I've been met with a lot of positivity in terms of doing that. Like a lot of people always tell me like, bro, you, you're too versatile. Like you focus too much on the different stuff, but I think it's something that you kind of have to figure out in there. So I think definitely making a lot of different genres of song have uh, different genres of songs have helped me grow a lot more. And I think just being able to just have your music internationally played, you kind of get the two separate sides of the story. So yeah, definitely traveling has helped me a lot. Even in, in the physical knowledge itself, I've learned a lot more as well being out here than I think I would have probably got from being back home for sure. One thing I want to, I, wanted to talk about that you just like I wanted to highlight was the part that you said they told you you're too versatile like I'm I don't think being too versatile (laughs) is a bad thing I mean you have the phrase that goes jack of all trade master of Mm. none whatever whatever but I think when it comes to music 
being versatile is a very good thing. You don't, I think mm. if I'm a musician, I think I'd rather be able to tap into so many different genres right. rather than just being confided to just one specific one. And don't get me wrong. You don't want to just be able to do all of them and you do them half-assed, but at the same right. time, you want to be able to get into these different, like I said, genres, yeah. because it right. allows you to connect with different artists. It allows you to grow mm. Also, you can work on different things because I think we have seen so many singers try to start rapping or the other way around. And at first it's yeah. it's bad, but over time it gets better because what well, you gotta you gotta push yourself into new fields. And like with you, you're an upcoming artist. That's the w- new way for you to make new connections, you know, networking. Right, right. To appeal to right. different people. Yeah. I think most people. I'm not sure if it's really the ability they have the problem with, but I think maybe if maybe it comes off as like, you're not really focused. And so like, cause I guess maybe sometimes I'll make a trap song and like, okay, maybe you see like 3000 views of streams on it and something. And so people think like, bro, this is the music you should make. Like, this is what is doing numbers for you. But I don't think it's really ever been about the views for me. Of course, it's good to be paid for what you love doing, but for me, it's more of the experience and the overall meaning of why this song it's not really just the views i think it's more personal to me per se by saying that i have something that i i was watching a youtube video because like with this whole podcasting it's the same some podcasts they want to focus on something specific but i'm all over the place too mm. kind of <laughs> because i mean i'm not interested in only one specific thing i have so many different right. interests that go on and i was watching a youtube video and the guy was like you know um views or listens or whatever it isn't everything and yeah like because a lot of artists are out there trying to be the number one on mm-hmm. the billboard number one number one and it's like sometimes you might see a video have a million views and another one has maybe 10,000. And in reality, that 10,000 probably hit all 10,000 viewers. They took something right. from it. And the 1 million, only 10,000 took something from it. So it's right. like, you know, substance over hype, if you want to put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think on top of that, it's, I think you have to take into the factor of the burnout. Because if, if you feel kind of obligated to make a certain type of product just because that's what people want all the time. And especially if it's something like an expression of you, I think you'll get really tiresome to just, I have to do this. I have to do this because no one else listens to the other thing. It feels really tiresome. So I think it's good to kind of step out of what you're, you're used to, even just to grow. So I think that's important as well. And well, so far on this podcast, my goal is for every episode for people to get something out of it. And with what you said about the whole, you know, not wanting to make music just because that's the only one people will listen to it, mm. it burns you out and at the same time you stop enjoying what you do when you're starting, right like and i mean don't get me wrong as in anything if you're doing a business or you're a content creator of whatever field you're in um sure you want to make the things that the people want because that's mm. what's gonna help your business grow or bring in the money or whatever but at the same time right you still got to do a little bit of things you want to do because mm. that allows you to, you know, be able to put out quality stuff of the things that they like, quote unquote, the most. Right. So like, don't ever feel pressured into doing things just because that's what people want. You still got to do what you want at the end of the day. So moving on from that, with all these questions, I have a couple 
quick fire questions to wrap things up. Okay. And I want you All to right. like, I mean, you don't have to be right away, but no, no, a lot of thinking <laughs> okay. on this. So right. first off, top three artists of all time, your favorites. Doesn't matter what genre. I don't care what Ooh. people say about this. This is your list. Okay. I, I got to go with, we talking new age or old age? Whatever age, all age. For new age, I would say Lil Wayne. I would say definitely Chief Keef. And mm, I would say maybe Meek Mill, which will maybe be controversial, but I think his music in terms of like street music and his inspiring, uplifting music, I think it puts him at a different level for me because of the meaning. So I would put those three for sure. So no young boy? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by yeah, that. He's, he's, he's my boy, but I like his music. But uh, you got to go with the pioneers first, I think. Yeah. The foundation the first. Yeah, the foundation first. All right. So next up, what is something you currently want to improve on as an artist? It's um, a good question. I think maybe more melodic songs and I think just better mixing. Uh, it might surprise a lot of people, but I still use Audacity. I mean, maybe it's just a skeleton because I think a lot of the plugins that I have are more third party. So it's probably not really even Audacity anymore, but uh i think definitely mixing because there's some songs that i really want to try but i just know the the limit that i have in terms of what i could produce and so i think it kind of holds me back so i would definitely like to improve the mixing ability okay um moving on what has been the favorite like your your favorite song that you have worked on whether it's through writing it all the way to recording it everything uh you know i think I think actually it's one of, I would say maybe it's one of my weakest, weakest songs, maybe lyrically, but I really do like Mood Right and not because of more so the song, but the experience that I had making the video, you know, it was just something that I, I brought my friends together with and like a lot of people that I grew up with and stuff. So it was really nice to have that, that little showcase of like how close everyone is. Like you see the cartoons and stuff in the background and everyone's just enjoying them stuff i really had a good experience making that that particular song see i made the right decision when i decided to drop <laughs> drop that in the beginning yeah yeah but you, personally you that's not my favorite song to listen to but i like the vibe i think mm. it, for you like for the listeners i think my personal favorite has to be probably um guns and roses oh that's a good one I, I like the vibe on that one so you guys should go and check that out for sure that's a good one so next up if you could who would be okay so this one is either or right so if you could work with one producer or an artist who would it be you can only wow. choose one a producer or artist pick your poison producer or artist um i would work with i'll go work with young boy come on nba young boy for sure all right, all right. The yeah. opportunity ever arose. It has to be him. I'm sorry. Okay, I want to see if he was going to get another pass because... Uh, nah, I, I mean, can't pass him on twice, I mean, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you got this boy on anything, he'd be posting young boy often. Uh, <laughs> too much. <laughs> Need to post my own music more. God but yeah, damn. It got to be young boy. And last but not least, leave us with a quote that you like. A quote that probably inspires you in what you do. Mm, I think for sure XXX Tentacion. I don't know if he's the original person who quoted it, but I always tried to have the belief that what is real will prosper. 
And I think that's with everything, with what you say, with your the way you present yourself and how things are really are, they will always come to light. So just try to be honest and keep it real and keep it 100. Yes, sir. So before you go, tell us where the people can find you on social media. So you can find me on Facebook on the Scullio Scully fans on YouTube as well. You can find me on Scullio Scully fans and you can find me on Instagram, every social media I have. So it's everywhere. And it's S-K-U-L-L-Y or S-K-U-L-L-Y. I'm going to leave the link in the description. And awesome. when you said Scully or Scully fans, I'm like, damn, is this guy going to say only fans? God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got not that desperate yet. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Just checking, just checking. If you guys uh, pay, I will drop a, um, I'll drop a snippet for you. <laughs> all right it's not that bad yet but yeah so um at the end of this episode I, w- I will close it out with a song that he chose from the upcoming well the just released project to mm-hmm. give you guys a hint into what you should be expecting and with that said thank you for coming on bro thank you for taking the time out sure man it was awesome thank you for having me i'm gonna catch you guys on the next episode peace Past events be looking different, now I thought about it See, I probably was just missing shit Like, baby girl, you ain't gotta act too hard around me Cause to your heart, I'm listening You hate I put you in songs that were all about me See, I was thinking different shit All this pain, anxiety, the saddest shit surrounds me That's why we smoking reminisce Don't get this new crowd, don't get this new